Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I am your coach and your host, Coach Karina Calhoun. I'm your expert life strategist and I'm thrilled to have on the show today. Listen, y'all know how I do. I tell you every single time that I have an exceptional human being on this show. And today, true to form, we have Eric Clayton. So Eric, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm doing really well. Thank you. Awesome. I love it. I love it. So Eric, tell us where in the world are you right now? We, I am in San Jose, California. I love it. You know, I have never been to California. The closest I've been is Las Vegas, but I do hope to one day get out to California. So I have it on my list. I have it on my list. Then so you Eric, will. Yes, absolutely. So tell us, what do you have going on these days? Right. These days I have going on a new shift in consciousness, which has come to me and I put it to the test and it works every single time. And I'm anxious and excited to share this with the world. Okay. So tell us about this shift. This shift is in consciousness and the conscious, our, our consciousness is basically who we say I am to. Mm. Whatever we say, whenever we say I am and we fill in the blank, that's our consciousness because that's the state that in which we believe who we are in that very moment. And that's, I am a man, or you say, I am a woman, I am a carpenter, so on. And, and that's your, 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 your states of consciousness is whatever you assume to be. You know, I find that very intriguing because I am someone who is very deliberate about the words that I choose, specifically about myself, my life, and those that I love, and what I want to have happen in my life. And so one thing that I do say, one thing that I, I teach people on, Eric, is, you know, the, and I'm just going to throw this out there because this is the first thing that comes to my mind, um, when people go to the doctor, and the doctor says, uh, Mary Jane, I'm just going to throw a name out. Mary Jane, I'm going to diagnose you with high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. And then we leave the doctor's office. And then Mary Jane goes and tells our family, I have high blood pressure. Or Mary Jane is just in conversation, in conversation says my high blood pressure. You know, those things, I'm very particular about that. That's something that when you talk about grinding my gears, because it's not yours. High blood pressure is not yours. That is not a promise to you. Right. Um, and so when you show ownership to something, it has to, you've got to take ownership of it. You gotta take Say that again, please. Say that. I, I don't think somebody in the back heard that. Say that again. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, when when you when you really take ownership of something, you got to take possession of it. Yes. And so when you take possession, take ownership of something negative, it's it's then connected to you. It's you know, and so I am really I love the fact that you're you're really making sure this awareness is out there because reframing our mind, reframing our words, our thought process, our behaviors, all of this is really intertwined with what we see in our life. So yes. 
I'm sorry to go off on the deep end. This is just, I did not mean to go on a tangent, but this is something that is absolutely near and dear to my heart. So tell us why, what happened that caused you to have this shift? I noticed my life. Mm. I noticed my life. And then I took inventory of what my life has become. And, and I look back and I seen many times in my life where I had abundance. And then I, there are other times in my life where I was in so much lack. If I tried to get out of it, I couldn't get out of it. And I was, I was determined to figure out where the ups and downs come from because there had to be something that was the root of everything that was happening in my life. And so when I got that revelation to take another, a, a closer look at it, the answer that I got was, I am, I am. And, and it brings me back to remembrance when I was a little kid and you know the parents drag you to church and you hear certain things over and over and over again but you never see anybody really living that life. Mm. Someone can be preaching and teaching for 50, 60, 70 years. And have they done half of what that book said that they could possibly do? But yet we say that we believe it. So something had to be wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with the book. See, the book was giving us something, but what I learned was that, you know, I hate to get spiritual but or religious, but there's a, there's a section in the Bible that says, Jesus said that my words are spirit. The words I speak, they are spirit and they are life. And if we read that book as just the words and not the spirit, then we can't partake in that. There's a spirit behind it. Almost like, Aesop's fables, how they tell you a story and then tell you the spirit behind it. And, and, and I got this revelation and I said, somebody got to tell, I mean, this thing is big. Why aren't we all doing this? You know, it's because we don't have the awareness of I am consciousness. And when you take a look at that video that I sent you, the video is called Your Life Obeys Your Consciousness. Mm. And, 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 and I don't hold back at all. My dad is a pastor and I sent it to, to him. And, mm, you know, my stepmother told me, she says, uh, when we come down there in February, we're gonna have, this is gonna be a, a good topic of conversation because it's gonna shake things up and it's gonna reset things the way that they're supposed to be set. So the I am consciousness um, it ties in perfectly with your life obeys your consciousness because your consciousness is I am something. And, mm -hmm. and, and there's a passage of scripture where I believe it was Moses that said, who should I say sent me? Because they're not going to believe me. Who should I say sent me? And, he's, and the, the answer was, I am. So it wasn't just, oh, that's a great story. No, it was the answer was, was, was in the consciousness of I am, and you take off each hat every day. So I, I, I look at I am as a vacuum cleaner. 
just bear with me for a moment. And all your attachments on your vacuum are the states of consciousness, okay? So when you vacuum your floor as just I am, everything's cool until you want to vacuum your stairs or your, your couch and you don't pick up your entire vacuum and put it on the couch. For, you know, it's a different job, it's a different task. You're gonna do something different now. So to be do something different, you need to grab a new attachment and that's a state of consciousness. And so when you use that attachment on your stairs or your couch, when you're done with it, you don't go keep that attachment on and go back to the floor with that little thing in your hand because that's not what you need for that job. So you take that attachment back off and you put it back where you found it. And now you can vacuum the floor again. So we go from task to task, from goal to goal. And most, a lot of times we look at a goal. Like for example, what's a five-year goal? And we'll look at the goal and then we totally forget the goal and start at the bottom of it. Mm. It's like, if you want to buy a house, you know, the first thing that you do when, you know, you want to buy a house is you look at the house and now you have the desire for that house and that's your goal. But then you take your eyes off of that goal and start looking for a mortgage. See, you take your eye off of the goal. The goal should have been the state of consciousness that you see yourself already there. And then from that place, you think to the next goal. When you think from the place that you desire to be, you can get a higher thought. And that higher thought is gonna give you an answer to a question that you had. If we're gonna go to a higher level, we have to think on a higher level. And the only way to raise thought, I'm sorry, is to, is, is to go to the place, whatever the goal is, we have to imagine ourselves already achieved it. We finished this thing. So you have to imagine yourself already in that place. And now when you're in that place, what are you thinking about while you're in that place? Because you can't have that higher thought from where you currently are. You know, what comes to mind as you're talking, Eric, is the passage of scripture that says there's nothing new under the sun. Right. And so the way I used to uh, educate folks with that particular passage of scripture, because people would think, well, there's nothing new under the sun. I can't do anything new. I can't do anything different. Absolutely, you can. There's nothing new under the sun. But if you elevate to God, yes. okay, we're just going to say that. If you, you know, remember in Re Revelation, it says, you know, come up here to a door and I will show you. Yes. And so if you elevate to really be in God's presence. Yes. Then you're able to get that new information. And I don't mean new information that takes you out into in anything spooky or weird or anything like that. But if you are simply staying here, lower level on the earth and you use the same regurgitated information because let's be honest that's what a lot of people are doing using the same regurgitated information and because of that cannot seem to get ahead move forward and see themselves in a vicious cycle year after year after year after year and then taking a look back and saying why am i still here after all of this time when i I feel like I've been making forward movement, but you know what? Really, what I believe I hear you saying, Eric, is we've got to really um, 
begin to understand not just where we are, because I heard you say a moment ago, and I wanna talk about this a little bit, um, you did a self-evaluation. And that's one thing I'm really, really big on. But you do that self-evaluation, you see exactly where you are, and then you really track where you need to go. It's almost as if, if you think about Google, right. or Google Maps, or back in the day, I used to have a TomTom that would tell me you know, exactly where I needed to go. Well, you've always got to have a starting point. Even if you don't know exactly where you are, think about what happens. When you open up Google Maps, you can either put in an address or you can just simply say my location. You got to start from where you are. Got to start from where you are. But you got to know where you are. Even if you don't, you've got to be, there's got to be a red dot saying you're right here. And so that's why I want to kind of go back to that self-evaluation because listen, those things can be brutal if you allow them. And so, you know, I want to talk about that a little bit because one thing I find that when people begin a journey like this, they start with that self-evaluation, but then they become um, really discouraged, disgruntled. They step into condemnation because they begin to realize the things that they've allowed in their lives. And so I tell people, listen, forgive yourself. I've made a ton of mistakes. Oh my goodness, at over half a century years old, at this point in my life, I've made enough mistakes. However, I've got to forgive myself for those things because he has forgiven me. And so when I look back and I say, you know, I could say, hmm, I could be further along if I hadn't have done this or hadn't done that. Let that go. Let the resentment go. Let all of that go. But at the same time, evaluate so that you don't make that same mistake again. So I want you to really expound on that evaluation process that you went through, because that's something that I see people get hung up on a lot, a lot. Well, the evaluation is, is when you take a look at everything that you truly believe that you are. When you take a look, if you actually wrote it down, everything that you believe that you are, I guarantee looking at it consciously, there are some things that you would say, no, I don't need that. 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 I'm holding on to that. And every time we hold on to something that we're not using, but we're still holding on to it, Mm. we're restricting ourselves from forward movement. It becomes a weight. And we don't even know that we're carrying some of these things. And when we get to the place where we finally can take a look at everything laid out, now you see who you believe that you are. Now, you you go from there to where you want to be. See, that's your starting point, just like you said on Google. That's your starting point. Now you plug in your destination. See, you took a good look at where you are, but now take a good look at your destination and live in it. Mm. See, that's the part that we don't do. We don't, we, we, we look at it as something that we want. And you know, there's the interesting thing is there's a difference between want and desire. Mm-hmm. Desire is something that, you know, you want to do or to experience, you know, 
or you want to enjoy is really just an enjoyment of something it's a desire you you can feel yourself going there if it's a, if it's a child you tell them we're going to disneyland tomorrow they have that 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 desire they 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 feel it and it's almost like a longing but not quite and then do you have want all by itself if you just say i want and you fill in the blank you're telling yourself that you don't have it Mm. And when you tell yourself that you don't have it, the emotion that that's your thought. And then the emotion that you give it, when you put those two together, that combination is what goes into your subconscious mind. You've heard many things about subconscious programming and nobody really tells you like a straightforward way of how to change it, you know? And they tell mm -hmm. you affirmations, do this, do that. Well, affirmations can act that are, are meant to be positive could actually have the opposite effect if you don't use them correctly. So if you're sitting there affirming, I am rich. Well, how do you feel when you say that? Do you feel like a phony? Do you feel like a fraud? And you know, whatever you feel that if it's a negative emotion when you're saying it, that's how it's going into your subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and once it's in your subconscious mind, it's now, a, it's almost like a baby consciousness. And, but it needs to grow. You know, until it, it, the way that it grows is it will then send you conscious thoughts that match itself. So mm -hmm. if you felt like a phony and a fraud when you said, I am rich, it wants to grow that as a consciousness now. Because when you add emotion with thought, it's going to go in your subconscious mind that way. Okay, that's part of the other part of the discovery that I mm -hmm. came across here. And it's just a revelation, you know, and then yeah. it, it will keep on um giving you conscious thoughts and every time you think it again it's going to give you more until that consciousness grows and then next thing you know you are that person mm -hmm. that feels mm -hmm. that way about being rich so you have to get that into your subconscious mind you want you know you want it in there so the way to get it in there mm -hmm. is to ask the question use the mm -hmm. affirmation and put a question mark at the end so instead of saying i am rich that's forceful and your subconscious mind does not do it does not respond well to force mm -hmm. and so if if you can change the emotion with that statement it can enter in a more loving way yeah so if you say i'm rich like as if i just said to you karina you just won 20 million dollars in the lottery you're rich and then you you, you tell me i'm rich See how that goes in easier? Yeah. And so yeah. when that goes in easier, now you have a good seed inside of your subconscious mind that now it'll start sending you conscious thoughts mm -hmm. about itself. Mm -hmm. So now you'll start thinking more and more that you're rich until the consciousness grows. Just like a baby when you're pregnant, it, mm -hmm. it, it starts small as a fetus and then grows until mm -hmm. delivery. So it goes the same thing that happens within our minds in our subconscious minds. It's a baby consciousness that's growing and it takes it, the baby is gonna be the direct descendant of mommy and daddy, which is the thought and the emotion. Mm -hmm. And the way that it goes in is the way it's gonna come out. Mm -hmm. And then you will become that consciousness over time. And you know, your I, life will have to match it. Yeah, I, I love the way you explain um, 
all of this because it is easily digestible because you have to be able to understand your thoughts. You have to be able to understand your emotions because people, a lot of times people mistake the two as being the same and really they're completely different. Right. And so I'm, I'm really thankful that you have brought this awareness and you are bringing this awareness and I honor you for the space that you're in and the work that you're doing to help um, the rest of the, the, the human beings on this earth to really um, become impactful. Because at the end of the day, Eric, we're not going to be able to bring the impact that we need to bring if we are not um, really understanding and accepting uh, the thoughts that we have the emotions that we have, and then have them to line up. One of the things that I talk to people about is really having the values that line up with the goals and the vision that you have for your life. And it's ironic, you you use the same uh, concept that I use or thought that I use as far as if you're rich, if you say that you want to be a six, seven, eight, nine, whatever the going number is these days, you know, it changes periodically. Right. If you want to be an eight figure earner and you say, I want to be an eight figure earner, but then you don't believe that eight figure earners or rich people are good people, then guess what? You've got a value right. fighting up against the goal that you're never going to meet, but you have to be able to identify those values that right. do not meet with the goals that you now have today. But those values were planted probably years ago, you know, and I tell people I'll use just myself as an example of um, how I really started on this journey of, of shifting my mindset. Uh, when I grew up, uh, the time that I grew up, it was you go to college, you go into the military, or you get a job. Um, and so the main two things were going to the military because I grew up in a military town, uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, so it was going to the military or get a job. And so I went and got a job. And I did not like it. So I said, you know, hmm, let me go to college. So I tried to go to college. And I was told at that time growing up from my parents, if you don't have a college degree, then you're not going to really be able to make it in this world. And so that was a seed that was planted all those years ago. And then fast forward here, here I am now you know, I tell people I'm a three-time college dropout and I'm not ashamed of it. You know, um, I tried to go to college. It didn't work. Going to club. (laughs) Yeah. I tried again. It didn't work. And I tried again and it didn't work. But what really came to light for me, Eric, was when I was in corporate America and the company that I had been working for, I had been a team lead. I had been a manager. And then they approached me all Caucasian men, except for one woman, they approached me and said, you're doing an excellent job. We now want to create a position and put you in this position as an assistant vice president in the corporation. Guess what came forward though? That seed that had been planted all those years ago that you're not going to be able to do the things that you want to do because you don't have a college degree. 
So mm-hmm. here I was about to stop myself because I didn't have a college degree. So I had to really disconnect from that thought right. that, seed that it had been planted and say, guess what? I know that I can do this job. These mm-hmm. people are actually creating this role for me. So they know I can do this job. Right. And so I bring that up because I want those that are listening to really, that, like I said, that evaluation process is so critical. Conduct an evaluation of your life, of your thoughts, of your beliefs, of your values, and see what is not in alignment with where you want to go. Right. Okay. And then begin to see yourself without this baggage, as you talked about, and begin to see yourself in those places. Because I had to see myself as an assistant vice president, the only Black person, okay, a Black female in a high-ranking role and killing it, Mm. you know, but you have to be able to cut some of those things off, not even some, all of those things off so that you're able to do what it is you want to be able to do. Yes. Yes. So I, you know, Eric, I really, truly thank you for coming and having this conversation. Uh, It is so needed, so absolutely needed. So tell those that are listening how they can um, get really more information from you, how they can contact you and how they can listen more listen to you a little bit more about this. Okay, well, I currently have my, my LinkedIn page. It's a, a Haggle, H-A-G-L. So my, my name, Eric Clayton and Haggle, H-A-G-L will bring you to my page. And I do answer, um, you know, my, my uh, LinkedIn occasionally right now. And then uh, the more, you know, you have to screen, you know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you get absolutely. A lot of, you get a lot of other things up there sometimes, but. There's that, and then I have a YouTube page. I really encourage everyone to, to take a look at. Um, go to YouTube and just Google and um, search for your life obeys your consciousness. And that'll take you to a video that I want the world to hear right now. Awesome. And just Karina, there's one more thing that I wanted to mention okay. um, about the Google Maps, because mm-hmm. I love that analogy. I love it. I love it. It, 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 it really rings true to me. And what and what we're doing over here, in, in Google Maps, you do have to plug in your starting point, and mm-hmm. that starting point is that is that self evaluation. Yes. But remember how deep you have to go into that mm-hmm. self evaluation. All right, so that's your starting point on Google Maps. Then you got to plug in your destination, but now you have to go just as deep into your destination as you did in your starting point. But let me tell you something, to get there, you have to leave your starting point. Yes. Yeah. It, it, there's, no, there's no way around it. No there's way no around way it. Around. If you don't leave it and you want to stay there, that's where you're going to stay. You'll never get there. So you have to see it and you have to go. I love it. We could actually talk about that analogy in this, in this regard probably for hours, because it is so pivotal. It is so vital. But Eric, you know, I I really appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you for having me. You know that 
this is probably not going to be the last time that you're on the show because this has really been a great conversation. And so I do thank you again for being here. So folks, I have had on the show today, Eric Clayton and, you know, listen, it's time to get your mind right. Y'all know how I say it. How to do it. It is time to get your mind right. There's no more playing. There's no more waiting by the wayside. There's no more just being, you know, being on the bench. It's time. So, folks, I will see you all on the flip side. Have a great day.